Hey guys, Montel here, and welcome to this edition of Let's Be Blunt with Montel. I'm so excited to have my guest on today because this is a person who's very, very, very deeply involved in the cannabis industry in multiple states. And we really just love to have guests like this because they can share some of the expertise and share some of that knowledge with us about where the industry is going, where it's been, and how we're going to get to the next level. So today, my guest is the Director of Operations for Sanctuary Medicinals, which is a multi-state private cannabis company currently operating in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Florida, and New Jersey. Nick Satamari, welcome and thank you so much for being a part of Let's Be Blunt today, my friend. Hey, Montel. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Absolutely, sir. I mean, this is really kind of a, a, a pretty aggressive undertaking you were at in being involved in three, four different states. Let's back up a little bit. Let me tell, tell me a little bit about your background. Where'd sure, you absolutely. Um, my go? background, um, I grew up in Connecticut. Um, I saw the medicinal cannabis industry start to bloom in Connecticut while I was there, uh, right in high school. And, you know, I kind of thought, okay, um, what do I want to be when I grow up, right? What do I want to go to college for? And I, I really, right off the bat, saw this industry being something I wanted to be a part of. Um, so went to school, started learning about plant biology, all about that quickly after school, realized, all right, well, big greenhouse growing, tomato growing is, is kind of where cultivation practices, best practices are formed. So I got into that industry in that field and, um, and that quickly uh, turned into the cannabis industry. From there, I moved to Maine and the regulations in Maine um, a while ago were, were very in favor of uh, patients. So I started off there and uh, about eight years ago now, joined on with Sanctuary. And from there, we, uh, we started, we opened the first med medicinal dispensary in New Hampshire. And from there, moved to Massachusetts, then to Florida. And, uh, and now we're going to be opening a dispensary in New Jersey, a medicinal dispensary in New Jersey. Congratulations. Let me ask you, I mean, were, were you a, a novice experiential user yourself or did you just kind of get into the business after you took a look at what was happening? Oh, I was, I was definitely, uh, definitely a user. I definitely saw the benefits of it. Um, you know, help with anxiety all through school. And, um, and, and that's, that's really what, what drove me into it. You know, very interesting as you started in Connecticut, because I, I literally testified in Connecticut, I think way back in like 2006, seven, um, you know, trying to see if we could help move the industry forward back then. Um, that agricultural background that you, did you deliberately do that so that you would have more expertise in cannabis? I did. <laughs> that is exactly right. Yeah, I did. I saw the best practices for tomato growing and commercial growing as, as a, uh, being completely applicable to the cannabis industry. Right. And yeah. That helped out greatly with, with my ventures. And now being involved in multiple States, like you are <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about the differences of each state. You're in mass, New Jersey, Connecticut, and Florida, right? Um, mass, New Jersey, New Hampshire, and Florida right now. Um, but um, you know, the differences there, there are major differences. Um, and, and that's part of my, my responsibilities, my duties is to, when we enter a new state, to find those hurdles, find how we're going we're gonna to deal with them. Um, you know, I think the biggest changes are the regulatory requirements in each state. Um, they're just enough alike, but each state is different. 
yeah, they look for their own things. The 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 agencies do, you know, uh, DHHS, uh, the CRC, the OMMU in Florida. Uh, they all like to look at at different things, and um, and and it, it what's what's helped me is I take what I see being the the best out of each state and just apply them to the other states. Right. I mean, man, you've also been working very diligently at, at, you know, working with the federal government, working with state governments to help them define really new regulations and rules so that everybody has access to application of medication, right? 100%. Um, yep. New Jersey, it was a brand new program. Uh, we work closely with them on all the regulations, best practices again. Um, being commercial agriculture, you know, I was pesticide, fungicide free the entire time growing those those fruits, vegetables, basils, everything. So obviously this plant, it's a, it's a medicine and mm -hmm. it needs to be cultivated in the same way. Um, so I was able to help build those in New Hampshire. And then uh, in Massachusetts, uh, same thing. It was, it was pretty early on when we when we arrived in Massachusetts and um, the CCC or the DPH back then looked to us for uh, for some guidance on, on a lot of things. So, um, you know, I found uh, that to be helpful and uh, able to get the medicine to the patients. But now, I mean, by working though with, you know, the Fed and with the, the state regulators, are you, are you starting to see any of the opinions at that legislative level, at the, the state level, federal level, starting to change with attitudes? I mean, because I, I mean, we really are going to need to have their help to kind of, try to figure out a universal way to do this. I mean, this is really like, I happen to be in, in Massachusetts with a brand. I've been approached by several different uh, states right now. I'm getting ready to get into Georgia. I'm probably going to be in, I'm, I'm definitely going to be in New Jersey, but every single state, the packaging is different. The, this is different. That is different. You know, in states like Georgia, now they've got, you know, they're limiting the amount of THC in comparison and you can't have this and you can't have that. And you got, you know, come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. And Georgia, you know, it's just, it's starting off slow oil, oil only, right. No smokable product. Um, but you know, they'll, they'll, they'll quickly adapt, I believe as, as things start to move in Georgia. But, um, like I was saying, each, each state, they bring some of their best practices or their regulations that I'm finding. And, you know, I think eventually the federal government will, will do the same thing. It will look at each program and it will find okay what's what's working the best what's not you know what regulations are we seeing most consistent um you know i hope to hope to uh consult possibly help help with that you know i've done i've seen a lot um but like i said the, the consistencies are there and then bringing some of those best practices best regulations that i see personally uh to each state um and working with the regulators on it you know they, they're they're open which is great you think they are open or they, are you, are you starting to, I mean, like three or four years ago, there was, there seemed to be to me resistance in each individual state from listening to anything done in another state. Now, do you think it's starting to open up and loosen up a little bit or what? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, absolutely. You know, I think each state they wanted to build the regulations um, from, from internally. Uh, but I, I see them opening up and changing a lot. Starting to recognize that there are better practices, possibly other places. Yeah, absolutely. I see other states working with other states regulators. Um, you know, they're they're reaching out. They're holding workshops. Uh, you know, there's workshops in Florida. The OMMU opens up. Um, I'm going to be going to one in a couple of weeks, I believe, uh, to just hear us out. 
Okay, what what's working? What's not? What would you like to see in the future? Gotcha. And let's let's talk a little bit about the industry itself. I mean, how are you feeling about the industry and the industry players right now? Do you think that we're you know I, I, I'll throw out a couple of points. One, I think one of the, the 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 biggest things that we do wrong in this industry is we don't spend enough time educating the consumer. We spend a lot of time educating B two B. We have 9 million different ways to be able to, to process products. So we make sure we put on conventions so everybody can show their little widget. But we leave the consumer out. We know now, and this is, I don't know if you saw this recently. I'm, I'm sitting here playing my phone. I'm sorry I'm not, not paying attention to you. But if you did you see this new report that came out that uh, from a group in Colorado, I think it's from the University of Colorado, that number one has been talking about the fact that after doing some studies, they're starting to realize that Cannabis use among an older generation is literally almost better for synaptic connections in the brain, um, which would really help affect better brain performance as you get older rather than lessening brain performance. Have you seen this? I have not yet. No, that's interesting. I got to get you a, co a copy of this that says older and wiser. Um, uh, this particular scientist cited that in his laboratory research is showing that Regular stimulation of the of cannabinoid receptors improved cognition, reduced brain inflammation, and promoted hippocampus, hippocampus neurogenesis in older brains. So it seems as if all the things that they seem to think were negatives for the younger brain flip the switch. It's good for the older brain because as we get older, our endocannabinoid system and our CB1 connections connectors or receptors in the brain start to decrease unless you stimulate them. And then when you stimulate them, they actually build more neural pathways between the hippocampus and other areas of the brain. So makes it better for senior citizen and the baby boomers. This is, has been something I've been talking about for like 20 years now. I mean, since I, I visited Dr. Mishulam in his laboratory in Israel back in like 2010, we have known that cannabis is a profound geriatric drug. Should be a geriatric, every baby boomer in America should be using it. And now there's research that's validating that. I mean, um, what do you think about the fact that we don't, we do, and I'm gonna say it this way, we do such a piss poor job giving information to the consumer, the baby boomer. Uh, you know, they were the ones that were hit with the most you know, anti-cannabis, anti-marijuana. Reefer madness. Yeah, reefer madness and all that bullshit. And they are probably the ones who they, I say they, we are the ones who need it the most. Yeah, that's, you know, that I can't wait to read that article. Um, and, and again, the education, uh, the studies, we're still, we're still finding so many new things. I don't see that stopping. I don't see that stopping either, but I, but I, but I just, I think that this industry is doing itself a disservice by not, you know, look, we, 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 this industry made $25 billion in 2021. And of course I know that a lot of that, you know, federal dollars, I mean, the fact that we had to pay taxes and you, had, you got, you got five, you got this, you got that, you got, you know, all kinds of, of, you know, little pieces put on top of the cash register taking money out of the industry, but $25 billion is a lot. As a matter of fact, that's more than total sales of energy drinks. And if you look at it from a 
standpoint of we know for a fact that was in the green market, in the legal market, in the gray and black market, we probably did another $50 billion in sales. So there's money in this industry that I think we need to try to convince more and more of us to put back in the industry from an educational standpoint. What do you think? I, I completely agree. Um, you know, education, and I, I've been saying that uh, for a long time um, from families, friends, um, within the company, you know, we, we have an on-site physician at a lot of our stores uh, you're able to call, talk to, um, th that can, you know, help educate the patient. But, you know, I, I completely agree. I don't, you know, I don't think, um, I don't think there's enough education out there. Um, and I don't want to say it's an excuse, but I, I, this industry is moving so quickly, um, which is fun. It's exciting. Um, but that's just, uh, you know, not allowing for, for this education to get out there, not allowing for us to jump on it. Um, and that, that sounds like an excuse, but you know, we're, uh, I fully believe, you know, the education is going to come when some more studies start to come out, when the federal government starts to recognize the benefits. Well, you know, I mean, we, when you say more studies, my friend, you know, we do know that there have been over 35,000 peer reviewed published documents on cannabis in the last 10 years. 3,500 of them in 2021, over 3,500 of them in 2022. I mean, I, it's, it's like, and I, when I hear a, a politician say, well, when we hear more research, I feel like reaching right in the television screen and smacking them upside the face and saying, God damn it, read the research that's already out there. True. Yeah. I'm speaking like a politician, I guess. Yeah. That, that, you know, they do, man. I mean, it's like, I mean, the research is there. We have more information on cannabis than we have on any other drug in the marketplace. There's more peer-reviewed published documents on cannabis than there are on aspirin. And aspirin's in most people's medicine cabinets. And if their kid comes home from school, takes a bottle of it, they're dead on the kitchen floor. And yeah. any child can walk into, most pharmacies don't stop kids from picking up a bottle of aspirin and putting it in, in their, their, their shopping cart. Now, how ignorant is that? Huh? That's a great point. That really is. And I mean, I, I, like for me, I think I've been I've been really just every every place I go. I, like right now I, I do, um, you know, pop ups in all the dispensaries that carry my products in, in Massachusetts because I find it. it first off, it's personally rewarding for me to be able to go and interact with the people who are back to buy your products. But I also go in there to kind of do a little tutorial to make sure that they understand what it is that I'm selling. Because what I'm selling is a little different than what everybody else has in the marketplace. And I want to make sure they understand the differences of what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and why I've selected what I've selected so that, you know, one, I don't have a person walking in and, and taking, you know, what my I call my energy. My, my brand is inspired by Montel. So my energy formulation, which is 95% by volume THC with a 5% CBD, and then I put another 5% of terpenes on top of that. <clears throat> that CBD on top of that really, really, really big banging THC will give you the euphoria you want. You will go as high as you want to go, but it buffers down that anxiety. But I try to tell people, I, I walk into the special and say, you, oh, well, then I, go, I want that one. I say, well, hold on a second, my friend. Slow as you go. Make sure it's slow as you go because I don't want you trying to have your first experience with my product and I send you to the moon and then you're like, you know, pissing on Martel for the next month and a half because you got too high. It can be that easy, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Slow steps. 
Slow stuff. Slow as you go always. Yes. Well, what do you think about, you know, um, so I got you on education. I mean, I think we do need to do a little bit more on that. And again, like I said, every single market that I go into now, you know, I go in and kind of lead the charge with let's do more education. The more and more and more we can personally be out there talking to people, letting them understand that this is not going to be the experience that you think it's going to be, having them understand which one to pick. And what I think that's that's better for us. You know, we've got to make sure just like Big Pharma does it. The reason why there's a commercial on every three minutes on television telling you the name of some new drug isn't so that uh, I think the pharmaceutical industry realizes that people aren't really even paying attention to their commercial. They just hear a name so that they can go into the doctor's office and ask them about it. We need to be doing almost the same thing. And I know we don't get to advertise, but we can educate and we can educate by putting on forums and inviting people out so that they can come and just hear about why cannabis. No, I agree. Events, I think events, you know, there, there are a lot of ways. And like you said, the limitations to advertising um, is a big thing. And I think that's where, you know, federal prohibition, the end of that will help with, with education, help acceptance a little bit. Well, let's talk there are a lot that we can do. Let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, you think if and when federal legalization may happen, when do you think it might happen? If you can crystal ball it, and do you think that we're on track? Are we doing enough to push? Because I, I, I tell you something, I've been an advocate now for 20 years. And I think back mm, seven, eight years ago, before the industry started becoming more successful, we were doing more advocacy at in Washington, D.C. We were holding more forms in Washington, D.C. Now, all of a sudden, it seems like, you know, the industry said that, screw it. I got what I want. I don't need to go down there and do anything. Do you think we're doing enough when it comes to lobbying? Where we're doing enough when it comes to going down there and pressing the flesh with our senators and congressmen? Um, you know, I uh, I don't think so. Uh, now that you mentioned that, um, and, and it's not a complacency. It's not a oh, we got what we wanted. It's it's the way I see it is that I think there's enough advocates now, right? And and it's 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 that well accepted that there's there's no going back, um, right? Well, I think there's no going back. You're not going to put this this dog back in the fence. You're not going to put the cat in the bag. It, cannabis is here. It's here to stay. However, will it ever be, will prohibition be lifted? I don't know if we've got enough voices down in Washington, D.C. begging for that. I think what's happened is we've gotten a lot of, and, and, you're, and you're right, I don't believe it's complacency as much as it is I'm worried about my fiefdom. You know what I'm saying? Like there's more and more worry about your individual footprint than worry about the entire industry's footprint. And, you know, I, I, years ago, five or six years ago, there were always these national level advocates that seemed to coalesce our industry together. Way, way back when, you know, you had Canacon and all those things taking place in Vegas. Early on, the business was still about, let's make sure that we do this together. Now it's been more, eh, I'm worried about my own backyard. That's, that, that is a good point. I think, um, like I was saying before, the industry now is just moving so fast. And we're doing what we can in each state. Um, we're trying to advocate uh, for the regulations in each state, trying to find out how, how it's best going to work. But um, to answer your question before about do I think it is, I think it is. It's, I think it's going to happen. No, I don't think there's enough advocacy right now. Um, and hopefully as this picks up, more states adopt uh, this industry. 
um, I, I want to say within the next four or five years. I mean, right now we're at 30. I believe we're at 30 because we just picked up three more uh, adult use within the 38 states that we already had for medical, except for one. So we're now, it was, it was 37. I think we're at 38 plus the District of Columbia. And I believe that I've been hearing just just the, the whimpers of the fact that in 2022, no, sorry, 2024, we may see at least another three to four states come on board. We have now reached a point, a tipping point where we have more states who have legislation in place for cannabis than were in place for same-sex marriage when it became a national law. You understand what I mean? So it's like we have the volume. Um, I think there will always be a couple of holdout states, and that's just because of asinine attitudes. Um, so we may never pass more than, than 48 states, maybe, 47, maybe. And we'll probably get 47 of them with full medical and probably 41 with rec or adult use. But at that point in time, it just seems so ignorant that we don't have a national prohibition is not lifted and we can do things across state lines. But you think maybe the next four or five years? I would say the next four or five years. And, you know, when that happens, um, I feel like it's gonna, there's going to be a lot of benefits to the companies already operating right now, right? Um, like the the Safe Banking Act, um, you know, 2080 will be left. That will help us out greatly. Um, you know, I, I think the the taxes uh, that that this will will uh, generate. Um, you can't deny uh, the the government that's going to help help a lot. They're going to want in on that now. Uh, interstate commerce, interstate uh, crossing state lines. You just mentioned. You know, I think that's going to take a little bit longer, um, even after federal prohibition to to, to really come into play. Um, you know, I think the, the state's not going to, that they're going to have to battle it out. Um, but as these regulations are being built, you know, I think it's still going to be confined to each state and, um, and just we're vertically integrated in each state that we're in, except for New Jersey. It's the first one. Um, you know, we can't cross state lines with anything. I would never do that. We cannot do that. Um, so everything we manufacture and grow is all in the state that we're, we're operating in. And, and and what, else, what else distinguishes your company, Sanctuary Medicinals, from your competition? Because there are other multi-state operators. What distinguishes you from the others? Um, that's, a, that's a great question. Um, and, and you mentioned something uh, at, at the beginning uh, that we're private, right? So we're a private MSO. Um, we're not public yet. And and really, there's this the, the core team. And I, I do want to say it, it all comes down to the team. and um, and, and the products, the quality that we put out, and uh, we listen to the patients. So we're constantly taking feedback from our patients and really making product for them. Um, you know, hey, if you want to see something out of our uh, kitchen, please let us know. What would you like to see? Uh, we're, we're innovative. Um, and, and going back to the team, we, we pull together and, and really, they, they kind of came to us. Our team kind of all came to us, um, all from different industries, uh, not just the cannabis industry. You know, we have a lot of great folks from the cannabis industry, but really from all over. And, um, and the team now, we're, we're, we're always on the front line, uh, which is hard to keep up. But 
we are constantly looking for the new thing. We're constantly putting things out. We're hearing patients out. We're hearing our consumers out and, and we're trying to get, get them exactly what they want. Um, I think that sets us aside. And of course you're using ISO level quality for everything, right? Everything. Yep. Good manufacturing practices. Um, the ISO, uh, our, our operate, our standard operating procedures are, are very tight and we're, we're always adopting new ones. We're always editing them. We're always moving those forward. But, um, that, you know, that brings, and I, you know, I want to, I want to say other MSOs, other companies are doing that. They're, they're starting to look in the next, um, the next thing, next best practices. Um, but that's, that's one thing we've held true to from the beginning. Um, you know, and I, and I think that's one of the things that, again, I think from an education standpoint, though, that people need to know about your company. I mean, you're about to open up several dispensaries in Florida now, are you not? Um, yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, our, our newest one is about to open up in uh, actually Miami. Um, oh, great. Yep. Sure. Um, grand opening is going to be, I believe, on the 10th um, of December. So next week. Super, super, super. And you, what, what are your, what are your, uh, what's your vision for Miami or for Florida? Uh, for Florida, um, you know, Florida is a, has been a wonderful state to operate in. Um, it's very fast paced. Um, there are there are operators that are already um, there. They have a lot of dispensaries. Um, and right now, I believe we have uh, fifteen. It's going to be our sixteenth dispensary open up, and um, we're really we're trying to open one every month. We're trying to we're trying to close out. We're trying to get our product all over all over Florida, all over the state of Florida. Um, and uh, we have a great manufacturing, a lot of room to grow. Great manufacturing and grow. You know, we're all indoor in Florida. You know, I know there's a lot of greenhouse growing out there, and I, I'm an advocate for greenhouse growing. I love it. Grew tomatoes with it um, in it, but uh, indoor cultivation uh, right now for the folks that still like to consume flour, which is still 50% plus of, of our, of our patient base, um, you know, indoor cultivation, I can control every aspect of that. Every variable is controlled right down to a, a degree and a percent humidity, you know, environmental controls, everything. So I'm able to put out the best product that we can. Um, and, uh, I, I know our patients have definitely heard from a lot of them. Uh, they're thankful for that. So. That's great. And I mean, uh, over the next, what do you, what do you see for the next couple of years? Give me an idea of what, what you're working on. What are you guys working on right now? Um, over the next couple of years, really, really Florida has been a, a main, main goal. Um, obviously in our, in our States, you know, in Massachusetts, we're already, um, almost capped out on our licensees, our licensed dispensaries. Um, so our footprint's there, but now we're able to or take that into R and D in Massachusetts. Work on new products, uh, like I was talking about. Do you um, white label products, or you just create all your own products? Uh, generally, we just create all our own products. Yep. Got it. Yep, all in house. Um, you know, we we don't uh, wholesale in a lot. Um, we we manufacture everything. Uh, but Florida is is really um, where we are, where we're where we're moving the quickest. And I think over the next couple of years, I want to see our footprint in Florida, Florida grow greatly, um, you know, over 30 plus 40 plus dispensers just to get that footprint and, and be out there, really get our product out there. Got it. Got it. Got it. Anything innovative that you're working on that you want to share with us? Um, you know, uh, and this actually goes to probably one of my favorite products is, um, uh, 
you know, the uh, vape cartridges, um, yes. the live resin vape cartridges, the full spectrum vape cartridges. Um, well, our lab has created this product called Liquid Shatter. Um, and, and it's basically, if you're familiar with concentrate shatter, I know a lot of people are, um, it's, it's a liquefied version. And, and we're starting to fill those up in uh, vape cartridges. That's probably my favorite product. <laughs> um, gotcha. I can't get enough. And I know we were, were really getting that out in the market. And a lot of people love that. Um, good, good, good. So, I mean, if you had to, to think about what you like the most about this industry, what would it be? Ah, the most about this industry. Honestly, I'm a friendly person. I like making friends. You and me right now, this is great. You know, Absolutely. Um, we're talking about the industry. We're, we're, we're brainstorming. We're trying to move it forward. We're trying to work together as a team. Um, we're not going to be able to do it alone. And, and I like finding like-minded people like that within this industry to, uh, to, to keep it going. That's probably my favorite part, honestly. Well, then my friend, uh, somewhere, I hope I uh, the 10th. Am I here the 10th? I may be out of town. Let me see if I'm not, if I'm here the 10th, I'll try to come over to your grand opening. Um, let me see. Wait a minute. I am. Oh wow! I'm in Melbourne, Florida. I do a show that's called Military Makeover, where we we take veterans' homes and we make them over from the ground up. Um, and I'm actually in a little place called Melbourne, Florida, for those days. Actually, getting ready to turn. Where we take a, a veteran's home, and in ten days, we we do the entire thing. And I'm telling you from floors to ceilings, to kitchens, to walls, to, yeah, 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 all and so we, we make them stay at some other place for 10 days. They come back home and we give the house back to them that time. So I'm doing a, a big reveal. Um, I think that no, that's Sunday. I'm going to be up there that Saturday. So I won't make it, but I'll make sure I go by the dispensary. And if you're down here in town, make sure you let me know you're in, around and well, let's go try some of that, uh, that liquid resin. <laughs> the liquid shit, you'll love it. But I have to say that's amazing what you're doing. Um, that's oh, a big thing yeah. too. I, I could barely mow my grass and <laughs> over the summer, let alone do a whole house. <laughs> we have a team that is phenomenal. They, they literally, and this family that we're working on this time is the Maney family. That's our first quarter family for next year. This family is just phenomenal. The, the, the husband, um, veteran, injured himself in a parachuting incident and um, has had real severe problems. Um, his wife, unfortunately, had early onset Parkinson's that's really developed out really badly for her. But you know, she's hanging in there. They're hanging in there as a family, and we're trying our best to see if we can make their home a forever home, You know, something that's uh, good for them. So. I thank you for that, but it's something that we do, and we do at least four families a year. It's been great, lots of fun. That's amazing. Yeah, thank you. Actually, for doing that. Oh no, thank you. And actually, what you what you like the most about the industry? What what do you like the least about our industry? Ah, ooh, that's a hard one. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I I you know I've been thinking about that a lot. That's it's hard because it's fun. This is fun. You know, we're helping people. We're trying to push this further to help people. Um, you know, I, I guess the 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 ever changing industry right now, which is which was a thing I would say a few years ago, four years ago, five years ago, um, the not knowing where things are going, the 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 battle between states, the battle between the regulations, um, the frustration of what is right, what is wrong, um, and 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 being regulated. I, I would say you know that that got a little stressful. 
Um, but really, that's 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 part of this. You know, it's part of what we're doing. It's a bigger picture. And you've been staying on top of your game and education and, and continuing education, right? Learning more and more about the products and how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, you know, I, there's really not much I don't like about this industry, I have to say. Gotcha. And, um, and let me ask you, what would you like to see change? Is there anything in particular you'd like to see change about the industry? Change about the industry? The you know, the, the, what I want to see change is, is the consistency. I want to see the consistency in education, the consistency in, in regulation on our, on, on our industry. Um, I, I want to see it consistent um, and accepted. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see it consistent with the quality of the product that's being put out there. So I'm definitely going to come by and see your products and make sure that, you know, well, not make sure, but, uh, you know, I, I understand from everything that you're doing, this is probably one of the better quality products in the marketplace. And I would like to see everybody else catch up to you, be honest with you. You, you know, that we, we have to hit that level. It has to be consistent. And once we once we get there between each 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 company, each product, like you were saying, I think that's that's gonna open up a lot of eyes. I think, you know, that's just thank the you. next step of acceptance. And and thank you. you know, I, we do try our whole team, big family, we really are. We try really hard to put out the best product. So I I, I think you're gonna like it. Absolutely. Well, I know. Well, well, thank you so much, Nick, for being a part of Let's Be Blunt with Montel today. Anything else you want to add? Um, no, I just want to say thank you for having me on. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Um, I can't wait to meet you in person. And uh, I just want to say to everybody, you know, keep 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 it up. Keep this industry going. And if people wanted to get more information about your locations and things like that, where would they go? Throw out a website. Come on now. Do a shameless yeah. plug. Absolutely. www.sanctuarymed.com. You can find us everything about us on there. And it'll tell you every like if I happen to be going to New Jersey or I'm going to Connecticut or I'm going to I'm sorry, New Hampshire or I'm going to let's say Massachusetts, can I find out where your dispensaries are? Absolutely. Yep. There's a there's a dispensary locator right on there. Um, you know, easy to read menu. And uh you can find out all products, all information on the products right there. Um, yep, sanctuary med well, thank you so much, Nick Satmary, for being a part of our show today. Am I saying your last name right? Satmary, yep. Satmary, okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, my friend, for being a part of the show today. You always got a home here. If you got something you want to talk about or announcements you want to make, make sure you reach out to us, and we'll make sure we get it on Let's Be Blood, okay? Awesome. Thank you. I really appreciate thank it. You. you be well, stay healthy, stay safe, and safe travels down to, to my neck of the woods. Awesome. Thanks. I'll right, see you down there. Be well. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me on Let's Be Blunt with Montel. Please make sure you're subscribed and hit the bell to be notified when new episodes post each week. We'd love to hear your feedback also, so please send us your comments. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.